0: Hello everyone, this is Thomas and Christine Erdos.
1: And you're listening to Love's Fire. Welcome to episode 6. Last week we talked about being transformed and walking out being free. And I touched on the concept of honor, like whenever we were talking about like sitting with a friend and you hear a lie that doesn't match up with who God made them to be. And like, what do you do with that? And so we've been really feeling that it was on God's heart to expound on the concept of honor and um so what what really kicked it off i mean there were a few things but the other day i was reading this book about a just an incredible man of god and um he starts off in the book talking about like his early days like as a like young traveling evangelist and just like these simple steps of obedience he took and just like I could really see the purity of his heart in hearing his story and I just like got overwhelmed like I went in Thomas's office and like told him about what I had read and I just started like really crying and like it was like a deep cry of just like I had just like had this impression on my heart that so many that I felt like so many people had judged this man wrongly and I was just like really overcome with like just like compassion and just like wow this is one of God's sons like He's really pleased with him and He loves him and we've like forgive us Lord like we've been yeah. we've been judging him judging him and maybe many others wrongly and that's like not fitting for your bride at all to do and not what we were made to do either and so I really felt like the deep cry I was feeling was like like a grieving of the Holy spirit. If you've read about that, it's just like, that's what it felt like. Like, like, wow, this is grieving the Holy spirit. Cause he knows that we, as Jesus's bride were not made to be like that. Like, that's not who we are. Yeah. And so, um, and then, so I'm like having all these feelings and thoughts and we're praying about it. And then we wanted to watch one of, um, this man's messages, that went along with the book and mind you again this has this book and the message we're listening to have nothing to do with um criticism or being judgmental or anything like that and so we press play and he starts off the message like with the scripture about judgment like about not to judge others lest you be judged and we just like look at each other we're like whoa that's really interesting. That had yeah. like, why is he even, that doesn't even make sense like with the subject he was about to talk about. Um, it yeah. did make sense, <laughs> but at first it was like, it felt very left field. Like it was simply there to confirm to us that what we felt on our hearts was from God. Yeah. But obviously there was more than only that um, because it did fit along with the message. So I'm sure many people have benefited from it. But then the next day, we put on Upper Room's um, Sunday service, and the whole thing was about, you know, about the same concept that being judgmental and critical critical and cynicism.
0: Well, being free from that.
1: Oh, I was about to say how those aren't fitting for the bride. Yeah. <laughs> but like yeah, we, they were they not, were not incur- teaching us how to be judgmental, thankfully. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone has to be taught that. Sadly, we're in a fallen world where that happens. And it's not going to be happening in the bride much longer. In Jesus' name, we're going to look more and more like you, Jesus. And we're going to put that off. (laughs) Amen. Yes. Yeah. So we were just like, wow, this is really... Like, after those things happening, we're just like, wow, this is really on God's heart. And then you had some things that reminded you of it, too. Yeah.
0: I, uh... Uh... I mean there's a couple things but one was uh back a, a little while ago we were uh watching um a video from uh with John Kilpatrick uh during the that happened during the Brownsville revival and for those or the Pensacola outpouring and for those that haven't heard about it it was just uh in summary it went from about 95 to 2000 and over five years the holy spirit the power of god uh was manifest and on display in such a way that people from all around the world came to this uh relatively small church and roughly uh four million people uh came through that church in about five years yeah um because of just the miracles the the people getting touched and encountering god and being set free and saved and all these amazing things yeah and so John Kilpatrick, he was the pastor of this uh, Brownsville church, and at the time, and uh, anyway, so we were watching a message by him, and he talked about how before this, you know, amazing revival happened, uh, he was uh, just a very critical person, and and so <laughs> his a, wife
1: said he should be an FBI agent. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Very, uh, you know, I mean, on the bright side, you could maybe call it discerning, uh, but really it was skewed towards criticism and...
1: Um, Which he even admitted.
0: Yeah. So yeah. He, we're not... <laughs> so it's him talking about this. Yeah. yeah. And so he said like one time, he uh, so like he would like watch uh, Christian television at times and he would just like feel like this critical spirit rise up and just like a sense of superiority of like, you know, like you know, that's probably not from God, or that can't be God, or that can't be right, or, or just like, uh, looking down on, you know, these people speaking, and, uh, on television, on Christian television, and, and he said, he's like, he, uh, except one time, uh, uh he was on TV, and he was flipping through the channels, and he happened to come on one of his programs, and after watching for a couple of minutes, he see, he feels that same criticism <laughs> rising up in him. And he's like, oh, this time-
1: <laughs> He's like, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> this might like- be a
0: problem when I'm criticizing myself on TV. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but one time, but in all seriousness, one time he's driving and God tells him, this is before the revival. He says, God tells him, he's like, if you don't humble yourself, then I will have to pass you by. And... And so he, re- he pulled off the road right away and, and just repented and humbled himself before yeah. God. And, and uh, from, you know, he said, he's like, I, I feel like I'm more hurt than critical, but I can see that obviously it is man- manifesting in a criticism and judgment as well. Yeah. Because
1: he was, can I mention what he was like hurt by? Sure? I feel like it's important because I think when I heard him say this, I was like, wow, it gave me compassion for people that I've even seen that were critical. Which how, how skewed is that? Like I sometimes have been in the past like critical of people that were critical. That's just messed up. You know? Like It's a
0: fall in nature. That's yeah. But thank you, Jesus that's not, not us. It's not us. Put
1: that <laughs> off. Thank you, Father. And so um just listening to him he was saying he was more he felt like he was more hurt, but it was coming out in cynicism. And the thing is he was so hungry to see revival and was had heard it promised, had had it prophesied over him like he was just so hungry for that and that he wasn't seeing it, that it was like coming out as cynicism. And so it just like that gave me so much perspective too and just like, you know, gr- like grace for others and just, you know, gave me more, um, I guess, ammo to pray over them and to agree with God's calling over a person when I do see if they're walking in like being critical or cynicism. Like, okay, God, wherever that hurt is, wherever that's coming from, like you know, just agreeing with God's promises over them
0: yeah and so i just said i had to repent and you just had to learn to receive from god again yeah i think it's so important to realize like if god could speak through a donkey to (laughs) balaam then he can speak to us through anyone i mean i've heard of uh god speaking directly through unbelievers and uh to two christians two ministers yeah (laughs) and uh i remember one story and it's hilarious and uh this uh this lady was ministering to this man uh on a flight and just uh all these amazing things she was telling him and then uh just uh right before he leaves he just speaks a direct word from the lord and then just walks off this guy's <laughs> not even a believer yeah and i'm sure he didn't know it was god was speaking to him necessarily but god used him
1: yeah she's she told us it, like how i don't remember the exact words but it was like spot on
0: <laughs> yeah and um and so, so anyway, I just say that to say, like, we can receive, God can speak to us through anyone or through any situation if we'll listen, and it's just a matter of the posture of the heart. And I'm not saying to just listen to whatever, right. like, it's very important to what we hear and how we hear. Um, so let's not feed on junk, but I'm just saying, like, we always need to have an open heart for what God is speaking and saying. And uh, yeah, so he repented, he, he learned to receive from God again and and then you know the he mentioned um you know first peter 5 where it says you know if we humble ourselves under mighty hand of god the mighty hand of god then he will exalt us in due time yeah. and so uh humility is as key and it's and it's not and again it's you know how do we walk in humility through love because love is humble you know love is patient love is kind it's not self you know it's not self-seeking it's not envious or jealous or proud or boastful and so when we put on love when we receive his love first for ourselves and we we just thank him for how he sees us his love for us and how it's by the blood of jesus you know we're righteous we're the righteousness of god in christ jesus and we're holy and blameless in his sight by his blood and when we see ourselves that way then that frees us to see other people through the blood, through the eyes of the spirit, yeah. regarding no man after the flesh, but seeing him through God's eyes of love and compassion, mercy, and destiny, yeah. value. Because we see even in that story, we can see he's critical towards others, but he's also ended up being critical towards himself. Right. And that's often the way it is. If we're critical towards yeah. others, it's often because we're critical towards ourselves as well, because we are not receiving the love of God for ourselves so that we can give it to others. Yeah, And so... Yeah, God is so good. And so yeah. we just get to receive that. And so anything to add before I go into some scriptures No, about go this? ahead. So good. All right. So just a few passages on this um, to back up what we've been talking about uh, is uh, 1 Peter 2, verse 17. Uh, Peter's saying, uh, honor all people. Honor all people.
1: <laughs> so good.
0: Honor all people. <laughs>
1: and in the Greek, it means all.
0: <laughs> uh, all. And uh, love the brotherhood. Yeah. Fear God. Yeah. Honor the king. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny that he, he already said honor all, but he's just emphasized. Just that in includes case. the king.
1: In case you don't get it, <laughs> that means even the king.
0: Even the king. and And that doesn't mean if only if they're a perfect godly king or president or prime minister or whatever uh at this point uh it's believed that uh, this was written around uh 50 or 60 AD uh Nero was the was Caesar was the king of Rome and Nero was uh by most accounts not a godly man in any by any stretch or even a good man uh and uh especially later on, he was responsible for uh a lot of persecution of Christians and a lot of Christians being killed and tortured and uh just terrible things and uh and possibly even you know that persecution possibly even led to the death of Peter and paul uh eventually, according to um you know some sources and so and this is the man that is in power when Peter says, honor the king. And that doesn't mean agree with the king. Right. <laughs> that doesn't mean, uh, uh, you know, do things, you know, submit to laws that are contrary to the word of God. But right before that, he did say, uh, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. So if it's not contrary to the word of God, we as believers are told to submit ourselves to that. Um, even if we don't think it's a good law. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then in James four, eleven 11 says, do not speak evil of one another. Brethren, he who speaks evil of a brother and judges, his brother speaks evil of the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you're not a doer of the law, but a judge, uh, yeah, you know, I've heard Brother Curry talk about how we're not called to be judges, we're called to be deliverers. Yes. Uh, there's one, one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who are you to judge another? You know, even Jesus, he didn't judge yeah. people. And he said, I, you know, I don't judge, it's my words that will judge in the last days. You know, the woman with the issue of blood, he didn't said you who have no sin cast the first stone and then whenever everyone not
1: the issue of blood that was the one caught in adultery yeah
0: sorry thank you for correcting me (laughs) uh one caught in adultery um you know it's like you who have the no sin cast the first stone and then when everyone left when it was uh this woman and the only one without sin he said, "Where are your accusers, and they've all left and he's like, "Okay, well, I'm not gonna uh condemn you either. Go yeah. and sin no more yeah so it's not this is not sloppy grace this is not we're not saying what people have done are is right that's not what honor is right uh that's not what love is, but you can love someone without agreeing what they've done, and you can call them higher instead of hit them down with yeah. our words and with our actions and that's that's the key, and that's the spirit of christ he's not He did not say, "Oh, don't worry about it, like adultery's not a big deal." like no, he mm-hmm. didn't say that, but he says, "I'm not going to condemn you. go and sin no more. You're better than that. I've called you higher, and so right. um
1: Which he didn't say those last two parts, but that was what he was saying.
0: yes, okay, obviously, <laughs> I'm adding to it my own interpretation, <laughs> but I believe it's in line with the Word of God, yes, and amen. with the spirit of God, so absolutely. Um, but judge that for yourself. <laughs> we can judge ideas without judging hey,
1: honest, people. Hey, right. And look, if we ever say something that you don't know if it's in the Bible, go read it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> go, go find out. Yeah. And, and ask if you God about it. Ask God about it. Pray about it. If you still don't think it's in the Bible and you feel like we're wrong, let us know.
1: Yeah, true. If good, we, good if point. we really did
0: make uh you know faux pas, if we really made a mistake, <laughs> I'd want to know about it. Yeah. So we can correct it. And so... Uh, Because we're all growing. We're all learning. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the word of God is the final authority. Yeah. And so no matter what you hear from, whoever you hear from, always go take it back to the word. If we see it in the word, again, we need to see it in the word. Yeah. If not explicitly, then at least in principle. Yeah. And so, okay, moving on. We, uh, this says, do not speak evil of anyone. Do not. um, And so. What does it mean to to speak evil? What does it mean to curse? What does it mean to bless someone? I think this is really important to know. Yeah, for sure. So, because I think a lot of people uh, are cursing without realizing it.
1: Right. They're like, I've never cursed anybody. That's something weird, like with hexes and smoke. And it's like, no, it's much more simple.
0: Yeah. And it's... That's uh, why it's so dangerous. Yeah. It's much more subtle and deceptive. Yeah. And so, if you look in Mark 11... uh, jesus talks to a fig tree and he says uh let no one eat fruit from you ever again and so because it didn't have any fruit he walks up to it has no fruit he's looking for fruit and he's like and and then so he says that let no one eat fruit from you ever again since it didn't bear fruit didn't have fruit for him uh without going into the details of the whole story and then later peter i believe uh says you know they Go away for a while, and they come back, and they see the fig tree again, and it's all withered. and And he says, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed is withered up from is withered from the roots. He's like, wait a second, Jesus never said to the fig tree, "I curse you." What did he say? He said, "Let no one eat fruit from you ever again." And Peter said that was a curse. And and Jesus didn't disagree. So, what is a curse? A curse is any time we say something about someone or declare something over someone that contradicts God's will for that thing or that person okay let me let me break that down if if we say something about a person or thing that is not in line with God's will destiny purpose for that thing or person then that is a curse
1: yeah
0: this is really weighty yeah because how just think about how many times you've heard people talking about a person whether it's a politician, uh a minister uh about this nation or whatever nation of you know I've heard things like oh that that thing is going into it's going downhill like oh it's going to wherever in a handbasket and <laughs> <laughs> uh you know it's you know it's just going down the tube it's going down the drain like like Oh, Don't yeah. say that. <laughs> yeah, all these things. Uh, or like even talking about someone's intelligence or their... <laughs> anyway, I think you get the picture. Anytime, what has God spoken about that person, that nation, that city, that thing? Yeah. What's God's will for them? If we're not saying that then that's a curse according to Mark 11 yeah. and, and that story. And so
1: mm, you should share that scripture about the city.
0: Yeah. And so Mark, uh, in Proverbs eleven, eleven, it says by the blessing of the upright, that's the righteous. A city is exalted, but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. So a city can be exalted by the blessing of, of the upright that yeah. speaking the will of god over a city city is raised up yeah and it's blessed. amazing but by it is overthrown it's toppled it's destroyed by the mouth the mouth the mouth of the wicked
1: yeah
0: so let's not partner with the devil let's not partner with the wicked let's partner with god yeah. and again i'm not saying we have to agree with Uh, what's being done in a nation or a city or everything that's being done or what a person has done. We don't have to agree with what they believe, but we can speak the mercy of God over them and we can bless them. Look at Jesus. Did he agree with the people that were mocking him on the cross? They said, if you you can save others, then why don't you save yourself? He's like, why? Because he was there to save them, not himself. That's perfect love. And he said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Think about, just think about that. If anyone should have known what they were doing, it should have been them because they saw perfect love in action for three years. Yeah. And if God, if Jesus could say, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing after they saw countless miracles that have never been seen in the world before and perfect love, he never sinned, never made a mistake and they still crucified him. If he can say, Father, forgive them for they didn't know what they're doing, then how much more should we? Yeah. And when we release people in forgiveness, uh, just like Stephen, when he was martyred and Paul was there or Saul was there, uh, he said, don't count the sin against them. And yet, and then Jesus encounters Saul later. Like, Think about what would have happened if Stephen wouldn't have said that. Maybe if that sin would have been counted against Saul, then maybe jesus couldn't have met him on the road to damascus and and saved him and now he wrote you know most of uh a good section of the new testament and so this is so powerful and we have to put a just like james says put a guard on our tongue like watch uh, watch our tongue like it can set a forest ablaze uh either for good or bad he's talking about bad but it can also do it for good yeah and so Wow. I feel, I just really feel passionate about this because I've seen both the good and the bad that the tongue can bring. And so I just want to encourage us all, uh, honor.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not just like Christine was saying, it's not fitting for us as believers to curse people. And just like the Bible says, (laughs)
1: right.
0: It's love honors. It does not dishonor it honors. It gives honor where honor is due. And so we can honor and bless and love people. And then I'm just going to end with this as far as my section. and uh,
1: no, You can just go ahead and pray after.
0: Okay. I'll just end with this because I know we're running out of time. Yeah. Uh, one time I asked, I was reading Philippians 2, and there's that and so many other sections, but that section talks talk about unity and do nothing out of selfish ambition or pride, but in lowliness of mind, esteem others better than yourselves. Yeah. Um, and earlier it really talks about unity. and And so um and i'm like god how can we love people how can we walk in unity as the body without compromise and because i know like you know we we want the truth we want to be in spirit and truth worship in spirit and truth but how can we love without compromise how can we be in unity without compromise and i believe what holy spirit told me was you can love people where they're at without promoting their wrong ideologies that we can love people without agreeing with or promoting their wrong uh, beliefs, ideologies, doctrine, whatever it is. Yeah. And so let us love and let us call people higher and yeah. let us bless and not curse. Yeah. Because that's who we are as believers. We are love because we're one with one spirit with Jesus who is love. Yeah. So, so good. Yeah. Father, thank yeah. you for your amazing love and your goodness. Thank you for your mercy and your grace. Father, yes, forgive Jesus. us for we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah oh for father forgive us Have, pour out your mercy and grace and we thank you for your mercy and grace on us as your body and even those that may not believe yet we thank you for your mercy on grace on them as well thank you father that you're so much more able to keep us than we are able to miss it or to be deceived so we thank you for continue father us and nurture us and correct us in love and grow us up into love, into Christ and in all things, that we see ourselves and everyone else through your eyes of love and compassion and mercy and destiny through yeah. eyes of the Spirit. We yes. thank and we praise you for this, and for your goodness and love, and that you'll finish the good work you started in Jesus' name. And all those that are watching, be blessed, be yeah. healed, be whole, be free, be saved, whatever is needed. Thank you, Father, for providing. Thank yeah. you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. All right. Well, we love you guys. Yeah. Be blessed and let's let's walk in honor and see what God will do yeah. in and through his body by his spirit and grace. Yes. Be Bye. blessed. <laughs>